You're listening to Radio Diaries. This is Joe. And I'm excited to tell you about the newest show in the Radiotopia family. It's called The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. I'm sure a lot of you listen to podcasts while cooking. Well, The Recipe is the podcast that will teach you how to be a better cook with tips from two seasoned pros, pun intended. Hosted by Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Walk and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen, The Recipe not only lets you learn new recipes, but also teaches you techniques and secret ingredients that'll up your cooking from just okay to restaurant quality. So welcome them to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Radio Diaries is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Radiotopia. From PRX. From PRX's Radiotopia, this is Radio Diaries. I'm Joe Richman. This is episode two of our new series, Hunker Down Diaries, stories of people in unexpected circumstances because of the pandemic. In the coming weeks, we'll be bringing you stories about hunkering down in a car, foster care in limbo, and what it's like to be in lockdown when you're locked up. They'll be airing on NPR and here on the podcast, and we're going to keep making them as long as we're all hunkering down. Today on the show, love from six feet apart. Most of the country is social distancing in public, but some people are doing it under the same roof. Robert Jackson is 71, and he had a kidney transplant four years ago. His immune system is severely compromised. His wife, Wendy Jackson, is a pediatric emergency room doctor. She runs the risk of being exposed to the coronavirus at work. So the couple made the difficult decision to live together six feet apart. Are you comfy and... I am. Nice, comfy sofa. Ready to roll. Okay. We are in our basement where I like to hang out in our house. It is the man cave. Definitely not my natural habitat. There's a bunch of turntables, a couple million CDs maybe, a huge TV screen. (laughs) Uh, Wendy is about six feet from me. She's sitting on a sofa. I'm sitting on a love seat that's opposite of her. We pretty much exist in the same house, but at least six or eight feet apart. We use two bathrooms. We have more than one bedroom that we separate in. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to put into action our social distancing, although I was resistant of it and I didn't understand it, but I'm glad you did. Right. I think, you know, I've I've already subscribed to this belief that it's better to feel your way through life than to think your way through life. And so I am very fortunate to be married to a <laughs> physician because definitely when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> I, 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 I'm being told and I'm made aware of it. Um, but, you know, it's still hard to stay six feet apart from someone you live with. It's very uh, difficult. Yeah, very difficult. So... um We no longer can sleep in the same bed. We can no longer um, 
occupy the same room for a long time. Right. So intimacy, physical intimacy, is definitely uh, not happening. Right. And that you know how important that is for me. Um, how do you think that affects you? It's pretty rough. I don't know. What I miss most is just the human touch. A lot of things are better transmitted through touch than through talk. I think there's just so much that we took for granted before all of this started. Do you believe that you can be intimate without physical touch? I think so. And I might not have agreed or understood that prior to what's going on now. But, you know, just try and do little things like, you know, fix your favorite meals or spray your pillow with lavender or the little emails or texts. Just, you know, little things to show that I'm still connected, if not physically, then emotionally. Um, I know for me, the hard part is that night. I think one night in particular that I remember when temperatures had dropped pretty low, the wind was blowing really hard. You know, when we usually in bed together, I can feel your warm feet next to mine. So <laughs> now it's like a cold sheet. So it was like an emptiness. Yeah. No, when it's bedtime, it's just, okay, night, night. I'm going up or see you in the morning and that's it. So, um, sweetie, are you fearful about getting sick, contracting the virus? Well, fear is not the word I would use. But at the same time, I'm not naive because I understand that being immune suppressed, what that really means. I mean, for me, because I have to take you know, a certain amount of drugs every day just to keep my body from rejecting its kidney, I have to be careful. It's, I mean, I, I'm, I find myself feeling helpless a lot because I'm not sure, you know, what I can do. Um, you know, as I feel that, you know, we've been married for like, what, 15 years? Uh, I knew, because I've seen you in action, I've already knew <laughs> that you were a very good doctor. But what I didn't know is how serious you are about keeping me safe. When I saw with this pandemic, before you go to work, you're in tears because you are afraid, you know, that you're going to bring something home. And, mm-hmm. and I have to encourage you that we mm-hmm. are going to be okay. I got a really good understanding of how much you cared about me. My fear is infecting you even if I wasn't showing any symptoms at all. It's always in the back of my mind because it's such a distinct possibility. I understand why that would worry you. That worries me. Yeah. I actually sat down one night just thinking of the ramifications and gave some serious thought about maybe it's time to retire. You know, it's been 37 years in the field and just don't want to lose you. And then I just decided not to be fearful, but to have faith instead. All I can do is be very careful. And then just taking one day at a time. Well, that's all we can do, right? That's it. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to finish cooking. What are you cooking? Tell me. What's going on up there? Well, on the menu tonight, I'm having Jamaican rice and peas, the typical Sunday dish. That works for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Robert and Wendy Jackson. They interviewed each other in North Laurel, Maryland. This story is produced by Sarah Kate Kramer. It's part of our new series, Hunker Down Diaries. If you have an idea for the series, we'd love to hear from you. We're especially interested in unusual quarantine situations. People on the front lines, folks without a safety net, people hunkered down with unexpected company. You can send your stories to hunkerdown at radiodiaries.org or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Right now, around the world, journalists, writers, photographers, filmmakers are creating what will someday be the archive of this strange moment in history, capturing the raw material that will help us remember what it looked and felt like. As radio people, we also want to remember what it sounded like. If you're a regular listener to Radio Diaries, you know that we are archival tape geeks. And that's why we've been listening to a new series on the Rumble Strip podcast. For the past month, the host Erica Heilman has been collecting audio recordings from people around the world. Small, random, intimate moments. Listening to the show sounds like you're scanning some sort of collective memory radio dial. Erica calls the series Our Show. And today we're bringing you their most recent episode. Heads up, there's some strong language. It begins with a recording of the nightly cheering for healthcare workers in Barcelona and Toronto. people who are one degree away from me who've uh who've died um there was a colleague where I work they sent out an email we had been getting emails every night for a while like a new person has it a new person has it here's when they were last in the building um here's what floor they worked on um then we got the first message this morning someone had died um and then a friend's grandmother in Spain, um, and a high school friend's father in Seattle. Um, so that's three. Poor kid. He was so polite. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Honey, if you're going to ever put these things on the air, I have to have lipstick on. Mom, how, how do you think, how do you think we did today? In, in general, in terms of yeah, the pandem- dealing? pandemic day, whatever. Um, I don't wake up thrilled in the morning. I wake up sad, or I wake up just like, right. Okay, there's no, like, structure. I'm struggling to make a structure for myself that's productive. I'm having trouble with that. Uh, I'm getting a little tired just between you and me of Salika's... Oh, I've got the most wonderful person, fucking Elizabeth Gilbert, or this person. Also, you know, positive, upbeat, thrilling, inspirational. Fuck. Does anybody say, this is really awful, you know? I don't know. How many people died today that I didn't know? What's happening with the Rohingya? What am I going to do about Bulalani, you know? Are the immigrants getting the food, you know, that I sent the money to? Is City Harvest getting it? What can I do that's more positive? I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. And I wish I'd never seen a visual of what the virus looked like. 
it is a disturbing image to me. Really? I think it's kind of pretty. Well, it is. It's kind of beautiful, but it's got those things on it, you know? You'd like so, a smooth virus. Yeah, so because I Sort of marbled Every time veneer. I wash my hands, I picture... Oh, you see the little spiky things all over your hands. Yeah. I can't believe I have to go walk a dog. It's just beyond my fur. So the deal was... Dad's deal was, we get a dog, he'll do all the walking, and it'll be a small dog with no shedding. Uh-huh. So you got a big dog that sheds, uh-huh. and you do Well, I don't do all the, the walking. walking. He gets up in the morning with her. He walks 100 miles, you know. I do the second walk. 100 and miles. And I sometimes do the third walk. Miles, and miles, usually at this hour, kid, I'll just take her out for pee and I'll take her right back in. Don't you hear us going around? See, lights go off and everything. Yeah. Leave from home, leave from home. 100 miles, 100 miles. That's interesting. You were on key there. The other night in the Passover songs, I thought you were at a different Seder. disinfecting all the containers and somehow the fact that everyone not just here in Boulder but in the country and in the whole freaking world is 
pausing. I don't know, it's like as if we're all just going, wow, what a wild ride. I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood. It's 5.26 p.m. Uh, Beautiful spring day, flowers everywhere. And I'm coming back from the daily 5 p.m. one song evening concert that happens in my neighborhood. Basically, everyone's invited to bring their instruments and they find out what the song is when they get there. And today's song was What a Wonderful World. And the ringleader, the guy overseeing it, looks like this old Brooklyn jazz musician character. He's on his balcony playing tenor saxophone, looking down at all these people. There was a guy with a stand-up bass, a guy playing um, harmonium, like those little keyboard, plastic keyboards that you blow into. There was an accordion. There was a woman playing trumpet from across the street. Everyone was standing six feet apart in the sun. There was a woman on her porch next door holding her kid and rocking back and forth. was really like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That's from the series Our Show by Erica Heilman and the beautiful podcast Rumble Strip. You can hear more at rumblestripvermont.com. Their series was made in collaboration with the public radio site Transom, and they're going to release an hour-long special soon, so keep an eye out for that. Transom, by the way, is the most important audio storytelling resource in the world. We are grateful it exists now more than ever. Take some time to explore it at transom.org. Radio Diaries is produced by Sarah K. Kramer, Nellie Gillis, and myself. Our editors are Ben Shapiro and Deborah George. Thanks today to Danya Apt. Our story about Robert and Wendy Jackson at the top of the show is part of our new series, Hunker Down Diaries. If you have an idea for the series, you can email us, hunkerdown at radiodiaries.org. Radio Diaries is part of Radiotopia, a listener-supported network from PRX. I'm Joe Richman. We'll be back in two weeks with another Hunker Down Diary. Radiotopia.